This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Remember, I welcome suggestions for future stories. If you have a story idea, you can contact me through the website, NotoriousBakersfield.com. Click the contact link to send me a message. And while you're at NotoriousBakersfield.com, you can show your support. Click the support link to buy me a cup of coffee. Be sure to follow the Notorious Bakersfield social media pages. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pictures related to each episode, including this one, are posted to those social media pages. The story for this episode, I just happened to run across it um, a few months ago um, while researching another story. A lot of times when that happens, when I run across a story like this or someone tells me about a story like this, I have a vague memory of it. For this story, nothing. I didn't remember anything about it. And the more I researched, the more I read, the more intrigued I became. Not necessarily because I didn't remember, but because it's so bizarre. I'm reading about it and I'm just like, how do I not remember this? Because it's such a crazy story. Before getting too deep into it, I need to warn you, all I know is what was reported in the Bakersfield Californian at the time. I researched as much as I could, and since a criminal trial never occurred, all there is is the reporting from the Bakersfield Californian. When you hear this story, I'm sure you'll be like me. I'm sure you'll have questions, a lot of questions, like I do, yet I don't have the answers. For dozens of years, the Kern County Coroner's Office was separate from the Kern County Sheriff's Office. We used to vote for a sheriff and coroner separately. Then, in the mid-90s, the state of California made it where county governments could, if they wanted, could combine the two offices. Kern County supervisors at the time chose to do this. They combined the Coroner's Office and the Sheriff's Office into one entity. With this reorganization, citizens of Kern County elect one person to serve as both the sheriff and coroner. This new combined sheriff-coroner's office took effect on January 1st, 1995. And it didn't take long for this new government entity to suffer its first controversy. As a matter of fact, it took less than a month. This is shooting at the coroner's office. Just after midnight on January 26, 1995, an employee of a transportation company was delivering a body to the coroner's office located in the parking lot of Kern Medical Center. This employee was 25-year-old John Fannin, Working inside the office building at the time was a coroner's office investigator, 38-year-old Robin Simon. It was just those two, 
John Fannin and Robin Simon, and probably some dead bodies, but they were the only two living people in the building that early morning. Robin Simon, the investigator, and John Fannin, the delivery person, the body delivery person, got into an altercation. Some kind of struggle happened between the two of them. Shortly before 2 a.m., Robin Simon called 911 to report that she'd shot someone inside the coroner's facility. The person she shot turned out to be the body delivery employee, John Fannin. Despite his injuries, Fannin was able to get in his vehicle after being shot and drive himself next door to Kern Medical Center. John Fannin was taken to surgery for three gunshot wounds to the upper chest. Naturally, an investigation was launched by the Kern County Sheriff's Office, and Robin Simon was put on paid administrative leave. Evidently, the crime scene inside the coroner's office was bloody. Fannin was shot in three different locations inside the facility. There was blood on desks, the walls, the floor, something you'd expect when somebody had been shot three times in the chest. When Robin Simon was questioned by investigators, she had scratches on her neck and hands. During this questioning, she claimed she was attacked by Fannin, and she shot him in self-defense. The weapon she used was a 38 caliber pistol, her personal firearm she kept in her desk drawer in the coroner's office. Kern Medical Center listed John Fannin as being in critical but stable condition after his surgery. The media had a lot of questions about this incident, and the sheriff's office was being tight-lipped. So the Bakersfield Californian went digging into Robin Simon's past, and it was like peeling an onion. Each layer pulled back revealed a tragic and dark history. The first thing the Californian discovered was that Robin Simon had used deadly force previously in 1974, a little over 20 years before the coroner's office incident. She shot and killed a man in Los Angeles. Since 20 years had passed, there wasn't much information available about the case. What was learned was that Robin Simon had claimed she was attacked by the man she killed. No charges were filed because the shooting was ruled self-defense and the homicide was determined to be justifiable. The next thing the Californian reported was that Robin Simon had previously been employed as a police officer in Enid, Oklahoma. While she was with the Enid Police Department, she filed a sexual harassment complaint against the agency. She leveled accusations of inappropriate behavior against one of her supervisors. Then, about a week after the shooting in the coroner's office, the Bakersfield Californian published another story about Robin Simon's past. In 1984, when she lived in Oklahoma and while she was employed as a police officer with the Enid Police Department, two of Robin Simon's kids were killed in an accident inside the family's home. According to the Bakersfield Californian's reporting, and I verified this with other stories published in Oklahoma newspapers, the accident happened on February 17, 1984. Robin Simon and two of her children were rearranging some furniture. The children were her 10-year-old daughter, Celine Chow, and 7-year-old son, Tony Chow. 
While Robin was in another room of the house, a 70-pound chest of drawers fell down a flight of stairs and crushed both kids. According to a story published in the Daily Oklahoman, Robin Simon was in another room of the house upstairs. Apparently, the kids were trying to move the piece of furniture down the stairs. She heard a crash. When she ran out to see what happened, both of the children were lying at the bottom of the stairs. The chest of drawers was on top of Tony, and Celine was next to him. Celine died two hours after arriving at the hospital. The medical examiner in Oklahoma stated that she died from asphyxiation. Her chest was crushed, making it impossible for her to inhale, only exhale. No other injuries were noticeable during the autopsy. Tony Chow, Robin Simon's seven-year-old son, died two days after the accident when he was taken off life support. He died from a traumatic brain injury. Wow. Since the Bakersfield, Californian reported incidences in Robin Simon's past as the paper learned them, and that's how I presented them, it's a little confusing. So I'll clean up the timeline. In 1974, Robin Simon shot and killed a man in Los Angeles. It was ruled justifiable homicide, done in self-defense. Then in 1984, her seven-year-old son and 10-year-old daughter are both killed when a chest of drawers falls down a flight of stairs and crushes them both. Then she files a sexual harassment claim against the police department in Ennett, Oklahoma in 1985. Five months later, she left that agency. When Robin Simon shot John Fannin at the Kern County Coroner's office in January 1995, she'd been employed for them for four years. The revelations about her past came to light within the first week of the incident at the coroner's office. As you would expect, the press had a lot of questions regarding Robin Simon and her past, and the sheriff's office wasn't very forthcoming. When Sheriff Carl Sparks was asked if the deaths of Simon's children were being looked into again, he responded, quote, no comment. Detectives said they tried to question John Fannin to get his side of the story, but he was still on respirator and unable to communicate. When he was taken off the respirator on the advice of his attorney, Milton Younger, Fannin refused to answer their questions. Younger said the wounded man was still under heavy doses of pain medication. Then, a week after the shooting, Robin Simon attempted suicide. She was admitted to Kern Medical Center after ingesting an undisclosed drug. She was placed on a 72-hour hold before being discharged. A week after being discharged from Kern Medical Center and two weeks after the shooting incident at the coroner's office, Robin Simon was dead. Bakersfield police were sent to her residence after a companion found her body in her garage. A 30-30 rifle was found by her side. Also discovered at the scene was a binder full of papers and handwritten notes. To avoid any conflict of interest, since Robin Simon was employed with Kern County at the time of her death, the Tulare County Sheriff Coroner's Office conducted the autopsy and investigation. The Tulare County Coroner ruled her death a suicide. After Robin Simon's death, 
her mother held a press conference in front of the Kern County Courthouse on Truxton. She read from a prepared statement and took no questions. The mother accused the Kern County Sheriff Coroner's Office of isolating her daughter from her co-workers and turning other employees against her daughter. Sheriff Carl Sparks had no comment to Robin Simon's mother's accusations. The mother also asserted that some details in the Bakersfield Californians reporting about the children's deaths were wrong. I found the reports in the Daily Oklahoman, and their reporting was exactly what the Bakersfield Californian reported. Mike Jenner, the Californian's managing editor at the time, said the newspaper stood by their reporting. He said Californian reporters made several calls to Robin Simon to get her side and even wrote a note requesting an interview. Robin Simon never responded to those requests. Her mother asserted her daughter killed herself after being hounded by callous investigators and media. John Fannin was released from the hospital on February 28th, just a little over a month after being shot three times in the chest by Robin Simon. Milton Younger, Fannin's attorney at the time, stated he was preparing a civil lawsuit against the county of Kern. Younger accused the county of hiring an employee who was unstable. I don't know what happened with that lawsuit. I have no idea if it was ever filed, and if it was, I don't know if it was ever went to trial. So I don't know what the outcome of this story is. But what I do know is that the tragedy seemed to follow Robin Simon like a shadow. When you look at all these awful things that occurred in her life, you have to wonder if she was the victim of unfortunate circumstances. Did she just have miserable luck? Or is there more to it? I don't know. And I don't think anyone isn't this a bizarre story? Are you like me? Do you have like a thousand questions? Yeah. If you know any, uh, have a follow-up on this, email me at NotoriousBakersfield at gmail.com or go to my website, NotoriousBakersfield.com, and you can contact me there. Resources used to research this story, the Bakersfield, California. This is Robert Peterson. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Have a good week.